two F's that are effing great. Football and food. This is Pigskin and Burnt Ends with Patrick Netherton, part of the College Gridiron Coast to Coast Podcast Network. Hey everyone, welcome you into the Pigskin and Burnt Ends Podcast, part of the Gridiron Coast to Coast Podcast Network. I'm Patrick Netherton, which is... I guess pretty handy since this is my podcast. Uh, look, today's show, we're going to talk a little bit, or I guess this week's show, we're going to chat a little bit about what went down with the LSU-Tennessee game. Uh, then we'll look at LSU moving forward as they take on what I think is going to be the linchpin game of the season when they travel to Gainesville to take on Florida. We'll preview that matchup for you. As always, you know, we're big on winning the road trip. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what we did on this past weekend's road trip with Northwestern State. And we have an interview coming up with our good buddy, Adam Zucker, the studio host, uh, the main host of Inside College Football on CBS Sports Network and the studio host on CBS. Uh, so obviously you get to catch him in the studio before and uh, during halftime of the big SEC game on CBS, uh, which was a huge one this week. We might get into a little bit of that as well as uh, Tennessee and Alabama face off in a top 10 matchup. What Josh Heupel has done at Tennessee is is nothing short of remarkable. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about what we've got going on uh, coming up here on the show. We mentioned Adam Zucker coming up. And then after we talk to Adam Zucker, I'm going to give you a little preview of what's to come for uh, the next week, because next week, we are going to talk barbecue, so I'm very excited about that one. Uh, this week, though, Demons traveled, got on the road. Eastern Illinois, a non-conference matchup, a Southland Conference, Ohio Valley Conference uh, matchup there. Demons went on the road and traveled to take on Eastern Illinois, and we ended up staying in Champaign, which is interesting because one of the big matchups in the Big Ten was going on at the same time with uh, Illinois and Iowa playing in Champaign. So the Northwestern State Travel Party, we actually stayed in Champaign and then made the 45-minute drive or so down to uh, east to Charleston, Illinois, to take on East Illinois. Um, and look, I looked for barbecue while I was there. I, I thought about trying to find a barbecue place. And to be honest with you, I just didn't, I, I didn't think it was right. Uh, there was a couple of decent places that looked like they might be okay. And look, barbecue is my brand. I totally understand that. But I just didn't want to do it. I, I felt like it was uh, not right for me to go to the Midwest and go get barbecue. If we had had maybe two meals while we were there, we, we flew up on Friday, then we played on Saturday and flew right back home afterwards. So there wasn't like there was a lot of opportunities for us to get meals. So we decided instead, you know what, we we're going to do a twofer. Uh, Culver's, which is one of those terrific fast food spots that's a little more uh, endemic to the, the Midwest and, and, you know, they're a little bit more. We don't get those in the south down here in Louisiana. So we decided we would do Culver's as our pregame meal before we headed over on Saturday, uh, but then decided that we would instead do pizza. You know, you're in, uh, in that kind of Chicago area, not really, but, you know, close enough. We decided we would do a place called Papa Dell's, which is well-known in Champaign, Pizza joint, deep dish pizza, all of that. Now, look, I'm not typically a fan of deep dish pizza. I, I think it's just a lot of dough, and I would rather more toppings than more dough. But, again, 
your win in Rome, right? So we always say, win the road trip, even if you don't win the game. So we went to Papa Dell's. We got deep dish pizza. It was delicious, very good. Took a long time, but you expect because it's basically like baking a lasagna at this point. So uh, really good. Enjoyed the heck out of it. Was really excited to have it. And then we got Culver's on the way to the, the stadium. And that was also very enjoyable. Just a, a really good road trip all the way around. Demons ended up losing the game, which obviously is not what you would like. But again, as we talk about, even if you don't win the game, win the road trip. And I felt like we won the road trip yet again. Now, coming up this this weekend, that'll be something we'll talk about uh, after our interview with Adam Zucker. Uh, as for LSU, obviously, first real test of the year. Uh, the Mississippi State game has looked better and better as they've gone along. Um, it, that feels almost like an aberration, but I don't know that it is. Um, but LSU Tennessee was just, you know, it was it was not like it was a blowout early. Obviously, you fumble the the opening kickoff. They recover. They go down and score. That's not ideal in in starting things off. But the halftime score wasn't out of hand. It wasn't like you were out of it. Uh, but Tennessee just continued to add on, and the offense for LSU never really got untracked. Brian Kelly talked about how he was not disappointed in uh, the play of Jaden Daniels, but everyone else continues to wonder, all right, at what point does Jaden Daniels, what, at what point does he actually show the ability to pass from the pocket? We know he can run. He's got great feet. And to his credit, I, I give him credit for actually spending more time in the pocket. Uh, he's not just, as he, we saw early in the season, he would get one read and then get out. Uh, now he's staying in the pocket and looking, but he's just not pulling the trigger. When And again, I, I'm not privy to the coach's film. I can't look at that and go, oh, I can see these guys are running wide open. I, I'm not. That's not what I'm here for. What I can tell you is from watching the outside looking in, it's pretty obvious that Jaden Daniels continues to struggle with finding the receiver and making the throw. And the thing that I keep looking at is I wonder about his anticipation, right? It's it's the idea that, hey, this guy needs to throw to a spot where the receiver hasn't gotten to yet. And I wonder if uh, Daniels is one of these guys that doesn't want to throw a guy open. He wants to throw to him after he's open. And a lot of times that's, that's too late. Uh, sometimes you'll see a guy and he'll be, you know, he's running an in route and the window that, that you have to throw to him is pretty small. And so for me, it feels like Jaden Daniels, instead of, hey, I know that's where he's going to be. That's the window. I'm going to put it there before he makes his break. It feels like he waits until he sees his guy breaking open. Then he tries to throw it. And usually by then it's too late. Uh, the other thing that Brian Kelly talked about before last week's game against Tennessee uh, was the idea that Jaden Daniels needed to be more aggressive, that occasionally he's going to have to put the ball in harm's way in order to maybe make a play. And if you've got guys on the outside, uh, you know, like Kayshawn Booty, like Malik Neighbors, uh, Jare Jenkins, you've got those guys that you think can win one-on-one -on -one matchups, you need to, to prove that by giving them a chance to win that. Now, Daniels did have some, some drops. You know, Booty dropped a, a, a couple. There were guys that weren't necessarily making plays for Jaden Daniels, but at the same time, 
he's got to be willing to get rid of the ball, even if it means that there's the potential it might be intercepted. If he's got a 50-50 shot, sometimes you have to take those and have faith that your guy is going to make the play. And we just really haven't seen that from Daniels a lot this year. Uh, That's going to be, again, at a premium when LSU heads to Florida. We'll preview that game coming up after our conversation with Adam Zucker from CBS. But those are the things, uh, again, the running backs did nothing. Um, I know that you've had some injuries back there. The O-line has has definitely dealt with its share of injuries. They've got young guys that are starting up front. I didn't expect that LSU would win uh, the game against Tennessee. I expected them to be in it a little bit more down the stretch, but having Tennessee go and win that game does not surprise me. You know, they're kind of a year ahead of where LSU is right now uh, with Josh Heupel in at uh, at that spot. So it, it kind of feels like and makes sense that they would be a little bit of he- ahead of where LSU is. So uh, just need to see Jaden Daniels uh, showing up a little bit more being a little bit more comfortable back there, getting rid of the ball. It's fine to stand in the pocket and and not flee when your guys are giving you a clean pocket, but you still have to be willing to let the ball go and give your guys a chance. And you just, as of yet, haven't seen that uh, from Jaden Daniels. So that's, to me, kind of the next evolution of what LSU's offense needs to be. I thought the defense played fine. I know they gave up a lot of yards. They ultimately ended up giving up a lot of points, but they were put behind the eight ball a couple of times. And I didn't. I felt like the defense stood up well enough against an offense that is really high-powered, like Josh Heupel's offense is. So I, I was not necessarily disappointed in what I saw defensively. Special teams continues to be a huge issue Uh, for this LSU squad, whether it's giving up big returns, whether it's fumbling, uh, missing kicks, having kicks blocked, that sort of thing. It is uh, a continued area of concern for LSU that those special teams are definitely not special. Coming up in just a moment, we will chat with Adam Zucker, uh, Inside College Football host on CBS Sports Network with his uh, cast of characters. We'll also talk to to him. He's also the, the studio a lead studio guy for the CBS uh, SEC on CBS coverage as well. Uh, Zucker's an old friend. He's a good dude. We'll uh, we'll chat about college football eventually, but uh, we're going to get into some other stuff as well with with Zuck, including his uh, one of his first loves, and that is uh, disc golf. We're actually going to talk some disc golf if you can believe it on pigskin and burn ends. But first, college football fans, we know that with the season cranked back up, you're looking for the big, the best seats at the most competitive prices, and we want to make sure you take advantage of Ticket Smarter and their mobile app. We know that buying college football tickets online requires trust, and Ticket Smarter is partnered with more than 100 universities and 24 conferences as their official ticket resale marketplace. They've also partnered with ESPN Events as an official ticket resale partner as well. And with the best selection of NCAA football tickets, Ticket Smarter makes sure fans from all over the country experience the power and excitement of college football live. Purchase your tickets quickly, securely, and at the best prices on the secondary market with the Ticket Smarter mobile app or at TicketSmarter.com. And we've got an additional offer for those of you listening to our podcast here on the College Gridiron Coast to Coast Podcast Network. Take 5% off your purchase of $100 or more with the promo code GRIDIRON22. That's GRIDIRON22. 
for 5% off your order of $100 or more. And by the way, that code's not just one time. You can use it as many times as you want throughout the course of the season for the best selection of college football seats to the biggest games. Check out the selections and the pricing now with Ticket Smarter. And remember our code GRIDIRON22. That's GRIDIRON22. Think smarter, ticket smarter. All right, time for our conversation with Adam Zucker, the host of Inside College Football on CBS Sports Network, the lead studio host for the SEC on CBS. You'll see him this coming Saturday as uh, Alabama and Tennessee face off. He'll be in the studio directing all the traffic there. Zucker's a good dude, been doing it for a long time. Inside College Football is a must-see if you are a college football fan, you must check out Inside College Football every week. Cast of characters on that thing is amazing. Randy Cross, Rick Neuheisel, Aaron uh, Taylor, and Brian Jones, along with Zucker. They are absolutely fantastic. So, here now, Adam Zucker, the studio host for CBS, the SEC on CBS and Inside College Football. You also may be catching this on Pigskin and Burnin's podcast. We appreciate that uh, if you are listening there. We certainly hope that uh, you will enjoy our conversation with one of our good friends, our old pal Adam Zucker, CBS Sports Studio host, inside college football host, and apparently big fan of Rogers Hampton. Zucker, how are you, sir? I'm good. I hope Rogers recorded our little conversation because I don't believe there was any crying involved. Well, <laughs> I, I, he was he was getting misty over here. I can tell you that he was. I miss you too. Hi, hey, it's been so long. Like he, I mean, he was. I, I think we're all. Uh, I think we're all nostalgic from for the years of our biggest concern being the subprime mortgage fallout. And, right. Uh, or or where was the best place to get uh, uh, to get food in New Orleans? Right, that oh, was well, that was a good time. Yeah, that was a really good time. There's yeah. no wrong answer there, man. No, it was it was definitely good times, and that was a hell of a crew that we got down, to run. Hmm? Slim down. You've been picking wisely. Uh, I mean, I've slimmed down. I don't know that I've been making the best choices in the world, but uh, you know, I, I've lost a little bit of weight. I still got to get some off. Now that I'm a television star, Zucker, I need to. I got to lose more weight, man. I I, I can't That's be. That's not uh, true. That's not true. No, First it's not. Of all, very charming. And second of all, you just have to have the weight be below your belly button. So I keep it all between, like, my ribs and my knees, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. Which I heard is a bad sign for future things. But, right. You know, the sport coat and the desk can really cover up sure. a lot. Sure. As long as the face looks good, that's all they really see anyway. Um, We're hanging in there. We're hanging in there. I will tell you, and I, I really appreciate you mentioning Inside College Football because that Tuesday show is, is our pride and joy. And yeah. I spend a lot of time working on it. Um, we've been doing these flashbacks because it's the 20th year of that show now. Wow. I haven't been there all 20. It was originally called Crystal Ball for a couple years. Mm -hmm. But um, I think I've been there for the last 14 now. And um, I, I, we have these flashbacks running. Mm -hmm. And, man, all five of us look a lot older now. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to figure out why is BJ trying to look like Lovey Smith? Like, I mean, that beard, either we got to just ferment that thing or or we just got to shave it off because, he, he, you know, the top looks great, but the, the rest of his face, he's got the Lovey Smith thing happening. Uh, he, he, you know, uh, Aaron has called them Lovey Claws. Yeah, well. perfect. Um, I personally, I personally dig it. I think it's pretty cool. He trims it every Friday. We've talked about it. 
I think overall in, in the radio and TV and internet world we live in, I guess as long as it's you know not too over the top, something that is polarizing is is a good thing. And so uh, we've taken note that people either love it or hate it. Yeah. It's not like oh yeah, the beard's okay. Yeah. It's either I love the beard or like why do you have that going on? Which is which is seemingly the camp you're in no no but no not at all not at oh, all okay. i i love a good beard it's just you hilarious that it's yeah. just hilarious that the top half of his head and the bottom half of his head don't match He's being honest though no you know? it's, that's fine like I, I i think it looks good look brian jones would look good in a burlap sack like let's be honest that's a that's a handsome dude right there and i'm not afraid to say that so yeah i'm, I'm not worried about brian looking good like that guy's gonna look good anyway uh, you know, all that yoga apparently just does good work for you. But oh, it, he does that. Yeah. So, you know, he's looking great. It just it, it cracks me up because it really does look like Lovey Smith's beard. <laughs> uh, you're right. It does. I don't think Lovey's maybe gets all gray and a little fluffier. But BJ will very quickly point out any uh, references on social media to uh, people who – very much appreciate him with the beard. Oh yeah, no, so, I'm sure he's getting a you know. Uh, there's a there's a segment of the population that loves a bearded man. Uh, thank God for that for me because otherwise I guess, I'd have yeah, I'd have no prospects. Mind, right? Yeah, uh, look, it's I'll say this: I've seen Aaron with a beard, and it's it definitely does not need to be wearing that. Like, huh. I oh. remember when that might have been. Do you, have you seen that photo? Oh, maybe it's one of those off-season. Yeah, the off-season beard and the hair. He grows the hair out and the beard. You spend a lot of time looking at people's pictures. Well, <laughs> hey, he sent it to me. <laughs> he sent it to me. I'm not going to sit here and oh, act okay. like I was going and looking for it. He sent it to me, and I'm like, "Who is that?" And he's like, "That's me." And I'm like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, that's not that's not you. I know what you look like. You look like George Washington from Hamilton." Like, I know you don't look like, like, you don't look like this guy. And I was like, no, it's me. So by the way, that's his, that's his contact photo on, on my phone. Um, I could not watch the scenes of Hamilton. No. With George Washington's character in them because I'm like watching Aaron Taylor. Yeah. It's it. Christopher Jackson is Aaron Taylor. And by the way, I hooked him up. I don't know if you knew this or not, but, but after I pointed this out on Twitter, this is a couple of years ago now, I pointed it out on Twitter and apparently Christopher Jackson and and Aaron Taylor kind of started talking back and forth a good bit to each other uh, because Aaron told us the story of he went into a fire, like he was walking around New York getting ready to do the show, and he walked into like a fire station or there was a bunch of guys he's walking by, and they all thought he was Christopher Jackson. And like, hey, George Washington from Hamilton, and like calling him in to take pictures with him and stuff. It's beautiful. Fantastic. Yeah, you need I to ask. You need to ask him. You need to ask him oh, about that so sometime. No, it's it's. Yeah. Oh, I totally will. Oh, it's it's That's beautiful. Great. Hey, uh, <laughs> so before we get to the to uh, college football, let's talk about some disc golf here. That's what we really need to know. <laughs> Usually, they save the disc golf for the end if there's time. No, wow. no, no. This is look, look. We we talk college football to death. You know, everybody knows what's going on. And look, seriously, watch Inside College Football on CBS Sports Network. Uh, we've had everybody on that show on except for New Heisel. We've had all, everybody on that on that panel has been on with us. So you know we love you guys. Watch that show every week. Uh, you will definitely be informed and be entertained all at the same time. Although I'm I'm disappointed. I haven't seen any jerky, uh, any beef jerky running around. So 
You didn't uh, get anything, or you didn't see the segment with the beef jerky? I just must have missed the segments with beef jerky, because I... If, I the, uh, if you're scrolling through commercials and you see your full, if you see your screen, it says trivia time. That's when ah, you pause. Okay, then I have to... That's I, I let them... Uh, it used to be two things in one. It used to be a trivia segment, followed by, well, like half the segment was trivia, and then we did this Old Trapper beef jerky. Yeah, you would, eat, you would eat beef jerky with each other, which I thought was amazing. And the guys would chew on the beef. They would eat the beef jerky while discussing the question. And so now I've made it where if they answer the trivia question right, they get the bag of their choice. Ah. And if they want to tear into it, they can tear into it. You know what the big difference has been? It's that sometimes our little meal break is right before we reposition the set and do the roundtable stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the guys have just pounded a smoothie sure. and a salad and all the healthy stuff, and they're full. So yeah. they take the bag, and then they bring it home. BJ used to be our go-to, you know, jerky chewer while talking. Right. We used to, so I mean, if anyone, if anyone would, it would be him. So mm, yes, he's, exactly. he's that guy. Hey, um, I do. I, it is interesting, though, because, you know, disc golf is a how offended are you when someone calls it Frisbee golf? I see it as an opportunity to maybe get someone into the sport to because teach. they're actually talking about it enough to begin with. Yeah. Uh, if, if, for example, it's one of those moments that gets on SportsCenter and they say Frisbee golf. I don't blame the host as much as I'll blame the person who provided them the video, mm-hmm. really. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's forgivable, you know? It's forgivable. It's, but when, like, members of my family call it Frisbee golf 20 years into this, right. you know, then it's like they get the stink eye at that point. Well, you know, we have a terrific – we've talked about this before. We have a terrific uh, disc golf course uh, here in town down on the Clyde Fant Parkway, and – so I'm curious, like if, if just I was kind of, there. Yeah, I know you've 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 partaken before. Um, just as as for anyone that might be interested, and you know we're seeing pickleball start to become oh. a, a big thing. We're start I think we're starting to see people enjoy some of the you know alternative type sports. Uh, give give me a quick you know minute two minute whatever. How does someone if they don't know anything about the sport, how would you and in, in tell them to try to get involved? Well, first of all, I'd say it's it's just like going for a walk. Um, and so, you know, studies have shown just, just going for any any sort of walk, especially in the woods or any sort of park, is going to really make you feel a little bit lighter on your, on your feet and uh, it's kind of good for the soul or whatever. Uh, then if you add a bag that's carrying 15 discs, then you're carrying weight around. It makes it a little bit more of an exertion deal. And if you're practicing while you're playing, like I'll, I'll tee off. And if the course is empty, I might empty my bag. You know, I might throw 10 drivers off the tee pad just to practice. And, and it's a, it's a bit of a workout. It's almost like, um, you know, exercise straps, for example, mm-hmm. doing, doing some sort of a rep where you're not just walking, you're doing something, you know, quick and intense, uh, like a body weight squat, which is also good, you know, a good thing to do when sure. you don't want to play for gym membership. So as far as disc golf goes, it's very much golf. You, you can play a round of 18 holes in about 90 minutes if you're not looking for discs in, in thick brush or leaf piles right. or, or water somewhere. Um, and it's just, you can play alone. Most places are free. Most places, no tee times. Some of the more elite courses around the country, especially where the pro tournaments are taking place, because of the, because of the participation blowing up during the pandemic to mm-hmm. where the disc makers 
we're running out of plastic, which left mm. the a lot of on Earth. Um, you know, it can get a little crowded or whatnot, and there might be some places that, that charge you now. Um, but there's an app I use called UDisc. I go on there. If I'm on the road, like if I get sent to a football game every year in Atlanta, I know where I'm going to play. If I go to Charlotte to do the Nagurski Award, I bring my little bag, five discs, know where I'm going to play. Um, so anyway, I, I, I it just... If nothing else, it's just going for a walk, and even if you don't play very well, you just feel better afterward. And the, the sound of the chains, when you make your first shot from a little bit more than the distance you think you can, it's just um, it's a it's a really cool feeling. And it's made, just as like my music interests have made me a lot of my lifelong friends, so is disc golf now. There's a huge community for it on Facebook. Almost every course has a group attached to it now mm-hmm. or a group that manages maybe a few courses in an area which i'm sure is the deal in shreveport i know it is in atlanta um but yeah I, when i was down there after katrina and staying at the louisiana tech campus in ruston because we're shadowing tulane um i played a bunch and i did play that course i couldn't believe that there was a course between the opposite lanes of traffic yeah on parkway. Clyde, Clyde parkway yeah yeah. yeah, and then there was another course in Old Growth Trees by a river, and I can't remember the name of the park, but there's a bunch in the Shreveport area, and the number of courses in 20 years has gone from like 1,000 to 10,000 in our country. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, the number of registered members of the PDGA, went, it took like 50 years to get to 100,000 members, and it took the last four years to get to 200,000. So Beautiful. it's just been uh, exponential growth. The sport very much lives online, social media, streaming platforms. Um, we did have it on CBS Sports Network. Uh, we had one event for a little bit. And I've got some ideas, you know, here and there, but I try not to pester my people about it. Just <laughs> kind of do it as my off work thing. Yeah. So it's a good, if nothing else, it's a good way to just go for a walk in the park. And a lot of these courses will have discs sitting by, their, by the kiosk with a map or something that say, like, loner, please use in return. Right. And, uh, and discs are you can get a you can get a basic disc for like ten bucks, also. Nice, very nice. Talking yeah. to Adam Zucker, CBS Sports uh, studio host on Saturdays, also host of Inside College Football, which you can catch on CBS Sports Network. All right, now that we're like twelve minutes into our conversation, I guess we should talk about college football. Um, <laughs> uh, let's start with LSU because obviously that's what people around here. want to know you know we're we're weirdly biased here obviously because we're close to the program we 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 have you know differing levels of of care or concern about the program what's the sort of national view of LSU and Brian Kelly and and maybe not even the results so far this year but just the idea of Brian Kelly being at LSU what's kind of the the outsider's perspective of that. And if you want to get into what they've done so far this year as well, uh, I'm just curious about what does an outsider see with Brian Kelly and LSU? Well, I would say, well, so this season so far as a whole, you know, maybe maybe your record is what you thought it would be. The Mississippi State win mm-hmm. is looking a lot better now than it did. Sure. The Florida State loss was super quirky in a lot of ways. And clearly... There's been some blunders on special teams that delivered Florida State or almost delivered Florida State that win, and then the kick getting blocked at the end is what did it. Uh, and then Tennessee, right from the jump the other day, you know, I know we, you know, people talk about how there's not a lot of noon noon kickoffs at Tiger Stadium, 
and you got the kid looking into the sun to try to make the uh, the catch on right. the opening kick. Tennessee kind of owned it from there. Um, but but zooming out and aside from all like the Brian Kelly, you know, adjusting to the South type of uh, rhetoric that was out there. To me, it's a guy who brought Notre Dame back to elite status. And I know we like to talk about elite meaning winning national championships, but if you're top five or top ten, you know, year after year after year, that, that to me is elite. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Notre Dame, you can't bring in the kind of recruiting classes that you can at SEC schools. It's a different part of the country. Uh, and Notre Dame itself is you know, harder to get into also. So Brian Kelly wanted better facilities. They were losing ground in the facilities war. And so Brian Kelly probably thinks, hey, this has a lot to do with what I'm able to do as a coach. Let me go where I can have the best players and the facilities and the home crowd and the night and the rivalry and all this and do the same thing Nick Saban did when he left Michigan State, where when Miss Terry famously said, you should see the players. Yeah. And so I think – I think it was a home run hire, and it was also a shocking hire because people probably thought if Brian Kelly left, it would be for the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, look, between Sunday and Friday night, there's so much stuff that goes on with college football now that we all get to laugh about and chuckle scrolling through Twitter. So when Brian Kelly, you know, on a little coaster dancing with a player, you know, <laughs> right. cheek to cheek, uh, you know, that, that of course he's going to get crushed and all that stuff, but that doesn't take away from what they're just starting to do. And for year one, from what it sounds like he walked into and whatnot, like between the transfer portal and what and what he can do, I sensed a very confident guy. Uh, you know, at media days alone, I thought that Saturday's result was the first one where I was like, oh, okay. But you know, Tennessee is like trying to keep up with the Roadrunner. If you're not, if you're not careful. Sure. So, um, I think we'll learn a lot going to Florida now this week. Yeah. I, I think it's the linchpin game of their season, to be honest with you. I, I think if they win yeah, it. The road game, big rivalry, another first-year coach. Yeah. I think, if, I, think, so, I think if they yeah. win it, it, it's, it springboard them, springboards them to potentially eight, maybe nine wins. If they lose it, I could see them going to six, maybe seven wins uh, before it's all said and done. I think that it could be that uh, that big of a game. Hey, uh, nationally, Adam, uh, Right now, obviously, you know, uh, uh, this trend of firing coaches in midseason already and the huge buyouts that are being paid. And now with the NIL stuff, uh, do we do we at this point just go ahead and throw the amateurism label away of, of sort of the quaint idea of college football as amateurism because of the sheer amount not only that but the tv contracts that are coming in and the expansion of the playoffs and more money there like i'm, I'm struggling to call college athletics uh, amateurs anymore I, I think it feels pretty in between right now um i i don't even there's there's ways you could compare them and contrast them with with olympic stars as well um the, the fact that they're not getting paid directly or at least in like print form <laughs> getting paid for playing, uh, I guess still qualifies them as amateurs because any college athlete, you know, can cannot get paid directly for their playing, but then make money on the side through NIL deals, through the social media stuff that that's all out there for them now at this point. So, I mean, look, if you don't want to call them amateurs, I think that's fine. Uh, I like that we're not calling it the minor leagues because it's not; it's, it's its own thing. I mean, college football is its own universe unto itself. 
So there's people who watch on Saturdays who don't all watch on Sundays. And there's people who watch on Sundays who don't watch on Saturdays. I can walk around my town in New Jersey and be pretty anonymous. So maybe when we show the occasional Rutgers game in the future, that won't be as much the case. Right. Uh, but I think we're in a good place overall for the athlete. Um, the coaches getting fired in midseason always kind of bothered me, but I think the early signing period has a lot to do with that mm-hmm. because if if you don't replace the coach before the early signing period, then you might be missing out on the best players for the next year. So if you wait till the end of the season, well, now you're even another year behind. So everything's a rush, you know? Everything's a rush. So does Brian Harson? You know, does Brian Harson make it through their bye week? I don't know because everyone keeps expecting him to to be shown the door, especially with Alan Green gone. Um, and I, he would probably be the next, you know, the next chip to fall. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've always I've always thought a guy deserves more than a year and a half. Well, you trust me, you're preaching to the choir on that one. Rogers knows. Uh, coaches getting getting uh, shown the door after a year. The Texans got rid of their guy after a year. Um, I just, I'm not a fan. Like, let's, I mean, there was a hot, I saw a thing today, a hot seat on, on, on there was a couple of first-year NFL coaches that were on the hot seat. I'm like, no, this is, I, I get it, but it, I, it's not right. Like, give the guy a chance to figure it out. All right, last thing, uh, Zucker, y'all have arguably the best game of the of the year going on this week, Alabama at Tennessee, the 2.30 slot central time on CBS. Uh, how excited are, are y'all to be able to bring that game to the masses? Super excited. I mean, this is, you know, we, we, sh- we, we got through the, the Saban-Jimbo reunion where uh, they did shake hands at midfield where I thought, you know, we might need a, a steel cage or right. a, a, a roll-up fence to, to do something there. Um, but, you know, the big question is whether Bryce Young is going to play, and we still don't know. And if he can't play, Bama's going to look vulnerable. And if they were to lose on the road to that high-powered offense and then hooker like them, like a, looking like a Heisman winner, then, then, then the conversation becomes, well, if Bama wins out, they'll be able to say, well, the loss was without Bryce Young. So, you know, they could still make the playoff. And their loss would be to an East Division team. Maybe down the line, if they were to fall to Mississippi State, then, you know, now they lose a tiebreaker against another one-loss team, perhaps. But, I mean, Knoxville's going to be jumping. It's going to be just like it was when, when Florida went to Neyland Stadium. So, Tennessee being back is huge because they play Georgia every year, obviously, and they play Bama every year as a crossover for now, at least. And, uh, and so we stand for to have a monster November, no matter what. I mean, we still got Bama Ole Miss, Bama Miss State. Uh, so there's some good stuff on the way, including Georgia-Tennessee. So... You know, I'm pumped because we traditionally think the Bama defense and now this Tennessee offense with Heupel being uh, tops in the country. So you still have that contrast and a lot of pressure on Jalen Milrow if he has to deal with a shootout. I mean, Tennessee's defense you can score on, but if Milrow has to deal with a shootout, he can't be turning the ball over three times. Right. And he's going to have 100,000 people hoping he does. Yeah. It's going to be a it's going to be a hell of an atmosphere on Saturday. It will be on CBS the two thirty game again. Catch inside college football CBS Sports Network. It, it's re airing all the time. Uh, and by the way, in, the, in today's day and age of technology, you should already have the DVR set for uh, inside college football. It should be. It's on mine every week. It pops up on my on my screen, and I get to watch it. And uh, look, if you don't. I'm just telling you, you're missing out on a lot of knowledge in college football with the guys, Adam Zucker, Brian Jones, Randy Cross, 
uh, Aaron Taylor and Rick Neuheisel. That is one of the best uh, college shows that you will find. And obviously get involved with some disc golf. We have some courses around here. And you can say that you played on the same course that Adam Zucker did. And what what more do you need in your life? Exactly. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm racking up the courses at this point, too. They're they're blowing up. I can't even keep track. Uh, Brother, brother, you're the best. Thank you so much for your time, man. And uh, y'all have fun this weekend. That's what we do. That's what we do, especially on that Tuesday show. And I thought your uh, your technology advice, by the way, I thought you were talking about me. I asked my son to vacuum the stairs in our house, and he started vacuuming while we've been on the radio. So I've been standing in my voiceover booth in the dark for the last 10 minutes. Beautiful. <laughs> I was wondering I was wondering why your voice got really good there at the end. It was, it was really terrible early, but now it sounds amazing yeah. here at the yeah. end. So obviously well, now, that's why. Now, right now I'm sticking my head deep into the parabolic foam surrounding my noise. There you go. There you go. Thanks, Rogers. I hear you. Yeah. Oh, you're always going to hear Rogers in the background. He's going to – the human laugh track will always give you a reaction, my friend. Oh, that's great. Zucker, you're the best, dude. Get up, bro. See you, bub. Adam Zucker, studio host for CBS, the host of Inside College Football on CBS Sports Network. Check him out. One of the good dudes in the game, too. Good, good human. Go check him out everywhere you can find him. Man, big thanks to Adam Zucker for joining us. He is absolutely fantastic. Love that guy to death. Uh, We did talk a lot of other things before we actually got to football, so I apologize if you were uh, not expecting or maybe expecting not as much disc golf as you got. Uh, But, look, I I love to, to explore other passions that people have especially ones that are kind of out of the mainstream, right? It's one thing if a college football fan's like, hey, man, I also like basketball. Like, yeah, we all do. But when you have a guy that's like, yeah, I like disc golf, and he's actually uh, been to the disc golf course, one of them here in shreveport Bossier, uh, that's just an amazing thing. So we love to talk about that kind of stuff. So big thanks to Adam Zucker. Then we also got his thoughts on the SEC, on Brian Kelly, Uh, at LSU, kind of an outsider's national perspective on Brian Kelly at NSU. Hey guys, with the college football season now underway, you need a sports book with integrity and longevity that you can rely on, like BetUS. Did you know that BetUS has been pioneers in the sportsbook industry for over 25 years, thriving and paying their loyal customer base quickly and securely? Well, we want you to go to BetUS.com, that's B-E-T-U-S.com, and take advantage of an offer we have on with our shows from College Gridiron Coast to Coast. You'll receive 125% sign-up bonus by using our code COAST22. That's COAST22. Put $100 in, get an additional $125 to play with. 200 initial deposit, that gets you 250 more, and so on. And BetUS also has the NFL, the MLB postseason, and soon the NBA, as well as almost any sport you can think of to wager on. But we know you're college football fans, and we want you to be with us all season long on BetUS. Check BetUS out at BETUS.com. And remember, the 125% match bonus for initial signups with the code COAST22. That's COAST22. BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. All right, a couple of quick things before we get out of here. We appreciate you tuning in to the Pigskin and Burn-Ins podcast. It means a lot to us. Don't forget to click, uh, you know, like, subscribe, all of that. Make sure you're telling your friends, share the link, all of those things. Uh, That helps us out immensely, and we really do appreciate it. Uh, LSU at Florida. This, to me, is the linchpin game 
for the rest of the season for LSU. I feel like if LSU wins this game, it sets them up to potentially go out and get a few wins down the stretch. Obviously, the season uh, gets difficult from this point forward. Um, you, 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 know, you have your, your Ole Miss coming up, Alabama coming up, at Arkansas, UAB there in the middle, and then at Texas A&M. I feel like if you win against Florida, then I think there's every possibility at 5-2 and two that you get one, if not two, of Ole Miss, Alabama, and Arkansas. And that, that puts you at five, maybe even six wins. You get UAB, which will be a seventh win. And then I think you beat Texas A&M at Texas A&M to end the season. You're talking potentially a an eight, seven or eight win season, uh, depending on what happens here against Florida. I think if you lose the Florida game, if you're LSU, then I think you could possibly see a lose all three to Ole Miss, Alabama, and Arkansas, beat UAB, and then that Texas A&M game uh, becomes kind of the swing game for potentially being bowl eligible at 6-6. Six and six. So I think this game really means a lot for LSU. It, I think it means this is kind of, of your opportunity here for LSU to maybe gain some confidence. You'd love to see Jaden Daniels. Uh, go out and have some success, especially throwing the ball. You know Florida's defense is going to be lined up to try to make sure that Daniels can't run. And we saw Tennessee be able to do that effectively. They kept Jaden Daniels from really running the ball effectively. So uh, that's going to be now on Jaden Daniels' shoulders and his receivers to be able to throw the ball when LSU wants to throw the ball. And that's the important thing is being on schedule. If you're not on schedule, if you're off schedule, so to speak, then you're throwing the ball when the other team expects you to throw the ball, not when you necessarily want to. And as the game progresses, right, you have a, a scenario like against Tennessee. LSU didn't have to throw the ball until that game got late. And yeah, Jaden Daniels ended up throwing for a lot of yards, but ultimately, not necessarily the way you wanted to if you're LSU. Uh, so we need to see LSU be able to to throw when they want to, and we need to see some success from Jaden Daniels in doing that. I'd like to see him, uh, again, standing in the pocket. He did that well against Tennessee. He just, again, didn't necessarily get rid of it or throw it or or. He wasn't he wasn't ready, it felt like, to to throw his guys open as much as he was waiting for his guys to get open before throwing it. And you need to see some of that progression. Brian Kelly had nice things to say about Jaden Daniels after the game, and he threw for 300 yards, which is nice, but a lot of that is in a catch-up mode. Uh, we need to see Jaden Daniels sitting in the pocket, making the throws when he wants to at his, you know, at his command, at his pace, when LSU wants to throw the ball and he needs to be completing those passes and uh, we need to see him taking some shots. You just haven't seen a lot of shots from this LSU team either. So would be nice to see that. Don't know if you'll see that or not. Uh, Florida's a, you know, solid defensively. They're not great, but they're pretty good. And that's going to be a challenge for this LSU team. All right, as far as uh, winning the road trip, the Burnt Ends portion of the Pigskin and Burnt Ends podcast, well, we're headed to Houston this weekend. Uh, Northwestern State taking on Houston Christian, which used to be uh, named Houston Baptist. 
If you haven't seen uh, HBU or now HCU's field, it is uh, no visiting stands, and there's a field house behind the visitor's bench, and there's a CVS uh, pharmacy behind the visitor's bench as well. One of the more unique venues that you will find at the Division I level uh, is Houston Christian University. Demons will be there trying to move to 3-0 and in Southland Conference play and stay a, uh, on top of the conference standings. That would be pretty cool. We'll see if they can actually do that on Saturday. But with a, a, tri a trip to Houston to go down into Texas, you know that means we're getting barbecue. I've been almost everywhere there is to go in Houston, so we're trying a new spot, hopefully, fingers crossed, called J Bar M Barbecue in kind of east downtown Houston. Haven't been there before. It's sort of a new place, newer joint. Daniel Vaughn, the barbecue editor of Texas Monthly Magazine, has, uh, has given it the seal of approval, said it was really good. So since we've never been there, we're going to make that trip. We've been to a lot of places in Houston, not that one. So definitely looking forward to making that trip. Hey, look, we appreciate everyone tuning in. Please go visit our sponsors, uh, Ticket Smarter and BetUS. Uh, don't forget to follow me at P.T. Netherton, at P.T. Netherton, or you can follow the radio show at Netherton Show. We would appreciate that as well. Uh, looking forward to coming back with you next week. We uh, don't know who we'll have as our guest next week. We had Lance Leipold last week, Adam Zucker this week, and uh, we look to look forward to continuing to bring you great guests throughout the uh, college football seasons. So we appreciate you tuning in. As we always like to tell you, even if you don't win the game, make sure you win the road trip. That is the mantra of us here on Pigskin and Burnt Ends. Thanks to everyone all up and down the College Gridiron Coast to Coast Podcast Network. We thank you. Uh, make sure you listen to everyone on there. Go like and subscribe to all the different hosts. We've got you covered nationwide when it comes to college football, so make sure that you're liking and subscribing to all of the different podcasts. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Again, thanks to Adam Zucker from CBS for joining us for our conversation. We look forward to seeing him on the weekend, and as always on Inside College Football, make sure you're watching that show very few shows that are as in-depth about college football, maybe none, I, don't, I can't even think of one offhand, that's that in-depth about college football as Inside College Football on CBS Sports Network. So make sure that you are checking them out. Big thanks for joining us this week. We look forward to catching you next week on the Pigskin and Burn Ends podcast.